Welcome back to The Stars Made Me Do It. We've got everybody here. We've got Sierra and Mimi and Martha, and we're going back to basics. Yeah, and I'm excited. Wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I like that warranted some uh, air horns. <laughs> A lot has changed. We've got the amazing firestorm here, and we really wanted to go back to basics to have the three of us giving like updated versions and of all the just the general stuff that we learned at the beginning, knowing what we do now. And Mm -hmm. for people to tune in, if you've never listened to this before, and for those who have listened to it before, and you really have gotten into astrology, it is really nice to kind of step back and be like, okay, well, this is cancer energy, or this Mm -hmm. (laughs) is, you know, Capricorn energy, and not necessarily associating it with that one person in your life, or like something in your own chart, you know, and really kind of stepping back and going back to basics when it comes to the signs and the archetypes. Yeah. Yeah. And this is gonna be a multi-part series. We're going to have a lot of uh, back to basics episodes coming up to you in the next few months. So stay tuned for what's coming to you in the future. Today, we are focusing on the archetypes of the first six signs. But before we get started, if you're new here, please go follow us on social media. So on uh, our Instagram, it is at the stars made me podcast. And then Sierra runs a magical book club where they read witchy books and also read tarot and they meet once a week to discuss the current magical book. It's super fun. I'm a part of it. Martha's a part of it. It's a good time. Uh, You can follow them at at magical.bookclub and then you can follow martha on her spiritual journey as she shares the ins and outs of flowing with the universe and the pisces temperament way that she does it's at divine alignment with martha and then uh i'm mimi i share astrology and sometimes tarot on um, my instagram page at mimi's.me and then i also run a crystal candle business where i use repurposed vintage glassware Uh, and you can follow me there and watch candle making at harveymountain.alchemy yeah and then we got patreon And Patreon is where it's at. And if you Mm -hmm. are not on our Patreon yet, check it out. Our Patreon is at patreon.com slash the stars made me do it. And if you need to know, Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And we have weekly episodes. We've got extra content over there where every week we go over the transits of the week that is coming up and we share our personal connections with what's going on. So you have a better idea of how the astrology that's currently happening right now affects, you know, us and therefore you on a personal level. And there are four different tiers over there. So you can, you know, choose which one best fits with what you need. And yeah, those are our, those are our socials. Those are the ways to get in touch with us outside of this awesome podcast <laughs> is that enough plugging did we plug ourselves enough did we do good plug that was promotion everyone plug it in. <laughs> just wait until the end of the episode and we do it all over again no no no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah let's get into it we're going to be going through each one of the signs um for this episode we'll be doing the first six signs so if you don't know that's aries taurus gemini cancer leo virgo um and we will discuss their modalities and elements uh and their archetypes. But for this episode, we're mostly focusing on the archetypes and we'll get more into what modalities and elements mean in later episodes. So you can stay tuned for that. Um, But I think it's just really important to say it is so integral to see the zodiac signs as their own standalone energy, rather than like what Sierra said, like that one Scorpio person, you know, does not encompass all of Scorpio energy. And actually all of us, every single human has all 12 signs and all 12 archetypes active in their life and in who they are. Um, But 
for some of us, some archetypes are going to be stronger. They're going to show up in different ways depending on planet placement. So I, yeah, I always love to just talk about like the archetypes. Let's just talk about it impersonally, not like no feelings can be hurt because we're not talking about any one person with this sign. Yeah. Exactly. And it's just further exactly what you said when someone like has like a, oh, I hate insert sign. And it's like, Mm. okay, but you've also got that sign in your chart, buddy. (laughs) Like we all have all the signs in our chart. So we're just going to go over each sign and their archetypes. And you might be surprised and like, oh, wait, that actually kind of fits me. And oh, that makes sense Mm -hmm. because I've got this sign in this part of my chart. So let's, uh, let's do it. And that, that speaks on if you hate a specific sign like to look inward and like what about those energies do you like repress within yourself yeah let's get into it <laughs> just a quick little <laughs> quick little therapy question before we get into the lighthearted fun back to basics astrology oh all right first one we're gonna be talking about is aries the ram that is the little photo of it if you look it up the little logo the glyph logo yes <laughs> Love that. 21st century i i work in marketing if you can't tell um <laughs> uh, it is a fire sign and it is cardinal like mimi said we'll get into the modality and the elements in further episodes uh so stay tuned for that and the archetypes for it so like the little name that they call an aries would be the pioneer the daredevil the outlaw, the survivor, the warrior. Yeah. 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 And just going back to like the glyph or the symbol for Aries being the ram, that is, I feel like the ram is such a bulky animal with its horns that are so like on the defense. I feel like when I think of a ram, I always think of it being on the defense. And I feel like that plays to the survivor archetype of Aries. Like I will do what it takes to get through this moment. And I have the tools are literally on my body, which the Aries also is like about the physical body and like physical strength. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like my tools and my armor, you know, the warrior, like we said, are literally built into me. I got this. Mm. And, yeah. and it's also, it's very like Ram is very come at me energy. It's like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, I, you know, I've, I've got this. I don't have to get ready. I was born ready, you know, and mm-hmm. that, that just makes so much sense with like that armor already being a part of who they are. Yeah. Yeah. And Aries people talk about, because it's the first sign of the Zodiac, people say that Aries is the baby of the Zodiac. So often that can like diminish their survival instincts because human babies don't, can't, can't do, do shit. <laughs> yeah. But, but animal babies actually like gain their survival instincts and learn how to do life much, much quicker than, you know, humans do. Yeah. And there's a quickness there too. Like Aries is like we said, is fire. Uh, we'll get into that more later, but there is a quickness and Cardinal again, with that kind of let's go for it quickness and then mm. learning something very quick. And if you think of it, as far as animals go, even babies, human babies, the amount in which you learn in the first few years of your life in comparison to later on, like a child learning absorbs so much information in such a short period of time. If you think of what you learned in the first 10 years of your life versus the last 10 years of your life, if you're, you know, over, if you're in your thirties or whatever it is, like, it's amazing how much, uh, that quickness and that, um, the Mm -hmm. basic skills, you know? Yeah. 
And Aries can be known to be hot-tempered or self-centered. And I think that, again, plays to that survivor. Because when you have to survive, you're only thinking about yourself. And you have to do what you can to make sure you live through the moment. But they're also, with that pioneer, they're also leaders, right? And they it doesn't mean that they can't work well with other people, but they do best in a leadership position. They do really well knowing what needs to get done, but they do really well with a sidekick as well because Aries Mm. can lose, uh, they can burn out, right? They're this fiery energy. They're very impulsive. They're very instinctive and they're very passionate. But as soon as all of that energy wears out, I think of the Tasmanian daredevil. Like I know we have the daredevil as the archetype, but I always think of the Tasmanian uh, devil, not daredevil, as an Aries because it just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes and like creates absolute chaos around it. And then it's totally zonked out by the end of its (laughs) rampage. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's so much energy there to do all the things. And then it's like, it is like when you're in survival mode, just thinking of, you know, when uh, just being in, say you're a student, you know, and you're in a million classes at one time, you've got these exams, plus you've got your, you know, maybe you're a parent, you've got home responsibilities, you've got friend things, and you're like, I just have to survive this semester. And then as soon as the semester's over, you got everything done. You're like, oh, wait, I'm sick. (laughs) Oh, wait, my body's like, oh, I did all the things I survived it. Now I'm just like, my energy is gone. It's like this capability of go, 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 survive, survive, survive. And then at some point you've got to replenish. So that is that Aries like, ah, energy, you know? Yeah. Very high energy until it's not. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Also, I love that the daredevil is this archetype because for an Aries, if you tell an Aries what to do, or if you tell strong Aries placements what to do, they're not going to want to do it. But if you dare them to do it. There's a sudden interest. <laughs> it's so real. It's so real. Not at all thinking of things that have happened with you, Mimi, the Aries of the group. <laughs> I know. I, know. I, I truly, truly, you. if you dare me to do the dishes, I will do those dishes well. <laughs> Noted. Oh. You found my kryptonite. Yeah. When Martha and I are old biddies living together. <laughs> I'm also thinking of the two Aries in my home. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. New but, yes, I love, I, but I love the idea of us being old ladies living together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But let's throw in also that uh, Aries is ruled by the planet Mars. Mm. Yes. So. And when we'll we be get... thrown in the planet rulerships too. We'll get in there, but makes sense. Mars, fiery, go for it. Yeah. Aries. We're going to have an episode talking about that is what we mean, but we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> so moving on, we come to the second sign of the Zodiac and that's Taurus. So the the symbol for Taurus or the logo as our marketing Leo would say over there <laughs> is the bull. Uh, and it's an earth sign. It's fixed and it's ruled by the planet Venus. Uh, love that it's the bull. I always think of it as like a cow in a field um, because there is a sense of complacency with Taurus. Whereas I think with the bull, there's almost a little bit more like Aries like drive there like the bull has a reason to go somewhere Mm. yeah it's bull when someone says bull I think I'm afraid of a bull but Mm. I'm Taurus energy is not scary it's like where I'm actually just grazing and eating this grass all day long like catch me if you want I'll be here like you can Mm -hmm. find me (laughs) I feel like it can have both of those very much so like because 
I don't know the, like that cow energy of I'm grazing in a field and I'm totally chill. I am soaking up the things I've got no intention of going anywhere, but then there is, or like nowhere quickly, there's nowhere I need to be quickly that I can't enjoy along the way. But then there is that bull where, you know, something that we do talk about with Taurus is this, because fixed earth, you know, there is that like stubborn quality where with a bull, Mm -hmm. like I'm not worried about (laughs) if I share a differing opinion from a cow, I'm worrying if I share a differing opinion from a bull, you know, and there's Mm -hmm. something there with that really steady, like there is no way you can mess with me bull energy that a Taurus can absolutely bring. Absolutely. Yeah. That plays to the stoicism of a Taurus. Yeah. The bull, the bull fights without using words. <laughs> it's like inaction sometimes too. I mean, bulls can fight with action, but also mm-hmm. like you're not getting past it. You're not getting past the bull. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I think that it speaks to like the consistency of a Taurus too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Bulls are hard workers. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So getting into the archetypes, we've got the builder, um, also the banker, the silent one, but also the musician, (laughs) and then the sensualist and earth spirit. Yeah, it's, it's so there's like an ethereal energy with a Taurus, but then there's also a really solid, silent, like what's the, I don't know the expression. Like I'm, I'm going to throw Marthism in here, something about like grind, something to the grind, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, where it's just like, you're just doing the thing you have to do and very uh, steadfast in that, you know, yes. I, having the stay power. And so there is this very earthy and musical and really, you know, that, that beautiful earthy energy, but then there is the, we, um, we're not doing anything other than what the job is because the job's got to get done. Yeah. Taurus has kind of a polarity to me because I do think of it as so creative in a quiet sense, like not in the same way that we'll get into with Leo, but I think of Taurus as creating with their senses but I also think of them as being very pragmatic and realistic so we've got this builder who likes to see the fruits of their labor to see the tangible efforts shown in front of them also the banker because uh, Taurus rules material things so being able to see your bank account get higher and higher to see your savings go up and use that as validation um But then you also have them as an artist type where they really love to indulge and indulge in their senses. So that's where Taurus can be known to be materialistic or to really love food or to really indulge in music or really good singers are known to be Tauruses as well. Just Mm. using what they can feel from their body. I like going back to the image of the cow in the field, because even if you just think of yourself sitting in the field, all of your senses are being tickled in the sense that like Mm. you smell the grass, you smell the fresh air, you feel the breeze on your skin or the sun. Like there's all of the senses being touched. You hear the birds. I'm sure I'm missing half the senses, but you get the picture. Like there, everything is being, uh, indulge and there's a sense of tranquility to it too which I I love speaking to that with the Taurus energy of like there's a sense of calm like the Aries is the I want to work fast because I'm working kind of in a place of fear like I'm pushing through but the Taurus is like I'm not afraid I'm actually Mm -hmm. just 
working slowly bit by bit. Yeah. Taurus is a sign that I would peg as, and I think there are a few signs in uh, the Zodiac that I would peg as observers. I think of Taurus as one. Um, And I also think of Taurus as one that's really comfortable with living in the present moment, you know, Mm. and also in gratitude. I was going to say like putting everything, like putting their all in it, like in that steadfast way, well, just like you were saying about music or food or like that present moment where like, if I'm going to be cooking a meal, I'm going to make it a good meal. If I'm going to be singing a song, I'm going to sing it with my whole heart and my whole body. Like if I'm going mm. to be whatever it is, I'm really in it presently, just like you said, with mm. the staying in that present moment. Yeah, not trying to be anything that they're not, like not super cut caught up in the perception of themselves. But mm. because I feel like um going back to the Aries energy too, in contrast, it's like, okay, I'm trying to prove myself in some way. So I'm working hard and that's why I burned myself out. But the Taurus has that like kind of wisdom and tranquility that I, I mentioned earlier. That's like, mm. well, I don't need to prove to you I'm doing anything. I can see it in my own bank account. I can see the Mm -hmm. tangible results for myself. I don't need your uh, outer perspective on this. Yeah. Yeah, And for Taurus placements that maybe don't feel that tranquility within themselves, that can show up in like themes of possessiveness or feeling like you have to collect things or collect people because it doesn't matter how you got it as long as you have it. Right. So that's sort of a more negative quality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and Taurus is one that is very determined. And so regardless of if something is really good for Taurus or not, if the decision has been made, <laughs> that sign is one of the most likely ones to follow through on a choice it's made. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that. That's a really good distinguishing factor too. Like, you know, you can see stubborn as good or bad and, or, you know, as evolved, unevolved, whatever it is, but like, it's more, there, there's more nuanced, you know, pieces to it than that, where I've decided I'm doing this. That can be the best quality ever. Like, man, I can depend on you. And then it could be, I'm deciding I'm doing this. And it's like, dude, wait, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, that, that yeah. wasn't the right choice or whatever, you know? So it's very, very, um, very determined. Yeah. Like that stubbornness can turn into obsessiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Which this doesn't necessarily speak to the archetype, but I find Tauruses can be obsessive in a nostalgic sense too. Like always, uh, revisiting past things because I think they fall into the, well, my body really enjoyed this experience and like being obsessed with revisiting that nostalgia. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when you get into different planet placements, because I know for myself, and I don't want to relate too much of stuff to like myself, but I have a Taurus moon. So when I smell something that brings me back to my past, I want to indulge in that scent because I want to remember how my body felt at home at that Mm -hmm. time. And that goes with the sensory, you know, what we talked Mm -hmm. about with Taurus in general and that archetype, the sensualist and sensual going with all the different senses. And because we have that ruler of Venus, we, you know, go especially like the music and that Mm -hmm. really, but 
you know, we'll come into this later because Venus rules more than one sign. But if we think about that Venus energy with that earth energy, we understand more of that builder and that uh, earth spirit musician archetypes because it's creating something earth, you know, it's creating a tangible thing of beauty or what, you know, Mm -hmm. to that, to that individual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Shall we uh, move on to Gemini? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Gemini is the third sign of the Zodiac and Gemini is known the, the logo, uh, the glyph is uh, (laughs) the twins and Mm. they are an air sign and a mutable sign and they are ruled by Mercury. And so just thinking about the twins, this is, and I feel like we're going to have to say this every time Gemini is mentioned because Gemini gets a bad reputation and we just need to stop it right now. (laughs) So, but the, the twins, it's got two sides to it. Gemini has two sides and that is a really beautiful thing. And that's also just like we talked about, like, you know, those, the flip side of all the qualities, both with Aries and Taurus, if you have two sides to you, it can mean positive things and it can mean less positive things, but the truth, but the fact is there's two sides and that is why there's that mutability there too, because we can be this way and we could be that way. And I feel like Gemini with that air, you know, with that mercury, it's just this information collecting and the twins think about twins. They come up with their own languages between the two of them, you know, like the twins, yeah. like, but it's, that's, that's a completely, you know, inner world of intelligence that is not like, you know, there is the external influences, but there's so much of an internal intelligence going on there too. Yeah. The duality for Gemini, I feel like a huge theme for that arc, that sign is that two opposite things can be true at the same time. Yes. You know, understanding that polarity isn't inherently negative. And I think it says something really interesting about, you know, our society that so many people do put hate on the on gemini because they don't understand or people don't understand how two things can be true at the same time even if they are opposite to each other i love that i love that because it is it's like these are both true and then it can be perceived as well then you must be lying to me if this is true and this is true you're lying and it's like no Mm. this is true period this is true, period. Those are both yeah. truths. And just because they, you know, they exist at the same time and that might be confusing to you doesn't mean that they're not both true to that that Gemini energy. Yeah. So you ask any Gemini what they know about being a Gemini and they instantly look down and go, I've heard I'm two-faced. Every yeah. 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 I like to see it as more like chameleon. Like if you sit down with two twins, you're gonna like one of them. Like come on they can <laughs> like the gemini energy it's like you, they'll fit in anywhere mm. because there's there's mo- like multiple si- per sides of them and all of us are multi-faceted it's not yeah. necessarily just a gemini trait but big time gemini trait yeah mm-hmm. and so the archetypes that go along with gemini are the messenger also the journalist and the witness the teacher the storyteller and the jester and comedian and all of those things I find go really well together, but can also be completely opposite too, and not even opposite, but just the different, like the duality, like you said, you know, where the teacher is the one giving the information, whereas the journalist is the one who's 
uh, writing the information, it's like, wait, do you teach it or do you research it? It's like, yes, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I do yes both of both. those things. Yeah. 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 All of these archetypes are Gemini is the carrier of information. Yes. And they're separate from it, right? They are not the information. They're the messenger. Mm -hmm. But I think what's so beautiful about Gemini is that there's such a curiosity and a passion for information that there can also be like an entwining with the information as though that info is you. Yes. I think that when expressing the information that they've collected, that becomes, it's almost like that information in that moment becomes part of their personality. And it's like, no, Mm. I'm, I'm just, I'm so infused with it as I'm delivering it, but I can also like something that's completely the opposite at the same time and deliver that information to you. It's very much, um, I don't know. I I always think of them as like a, a totally stuffed filing cabinet. And it's like, I've collected all of these things. I am collecting all this information. And like you said, it's not necessarily doesn't make it me, but it means I have this to share with you. Mm. They're such communicators and they find so much value in words and in vocabulary. Mm. Yes. Value in words. Absolutely. It's funny because going back to like the image of twins. Yeah. I just, I love to just imagine that logo in real life, that glyph of two little twins sitting together. I'm just picturing girls because I'm a girl and that's my lived experience, but two little girls just being like, did you see that? Did you see that? And like sharing information, like both going to a party and then coming home being Mm. like, I experienced this. I experienced this. Let's like talk together and see which one is like, is whatever it's more true or what felt whatever what is most exciting yeah yeah I love that I I love thinking of it as the twins because it's almost like you know if you the the classic twin things we would see in movies it's like oh like we're gonna play a trick on our teachers and you pretend to be me and I'll pretend to be you and it's like it's not a trick we're two separate people you know and that's something where we're both collecting information differently and then we're sharing it with each other it's almost like that I love that thinking about it as a Gemini like well this part of me collected things this way and this part of me collected things this way and then I'm talking to you know both sides of me together and putting them together because I want all this information and I actually because I am a twin within myself I got to collect it in all these different ways you know and I for a way for people to understand who aren't twins I feel like it's kind of fascinating being like well this was my lived experience but this is what I read in a book about it and Mm. both are true Mm. um and I learned an immense about whatever it was by both of those experiences yeah I love that you've brought up lived experience multiple times because I feel like Gemini is a connector. Like it wants to connect with other people, especially through the experiences that they've had. And so often Gemini can be pegged as the gossiper, which I've talked about already that gossip is not a bad word because gossip is a way for people to connect with each other and to connect through a a shared community that they have. Obviously don't talk shit, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that's why they're also pegged as jester jester and comedian because they have so much excitability about the information mm. that they've experienced and they were told about and want to pass it on and it's exciting and like that comes across as jester energy. Anything that's like a high slightly above a monotone it's like put into like, "Whoa, you're a comedian." It's like, "No, actually, uh-huh. I just super freaking stoked about this." 
And think about, (laughs) think about a storyteller. Do you want someone to be reading like, you know, blank face monotone or like there, there's an embellishment in storytelling that I feel like Gemini brings in the way in which they give their information because they are interested and excited about it. And so there is this like storytelling element. They're not embellishing it to, uh, I don't know, to be like, to make things bigger or smaller than it seems. It's almost like this intriguing way to give it, to deliver it. Yeah. Mm. Understanding the importance of part of telling a story is the person listening to it. And if they don't want to listen to you, then they're not going to hear what you have to tell them. Mm -hmm. So understanding Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. that is a two-way communication. So yeah, you're not going to tell someone a story. Like I was walking down the street and I saw an apple on the road because nobody cares about that. They want to hear about the drama. Like I was walking down the street and I stumbled and I like fell into an apple and then I picked it up and I brought it home and it was so cool. Like that's what people want to hear. And really the base of both of those stories was like, I found an apple and that was what they wanted to get across. Uh, but understanding how people collect, like receive it. I feel like that those two versions of the stories were the perfect two examples of the storyteller versus the messenger, because the storyteller yes. is the very social Gemini archetype where they want to share experiences with other people. Whereas the messenger is somebody who's much more uh, you know, internalized or that they have a lot going on in their mind or they they have more of a mental energy, but it doesn't really show on the outside. And the messenger is the one that just shares the information and then steps aside and lets that person do whatever they want with that information. And Gemini yeah, can be both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, well, yeah, they're both. I think they always are kind of both like, yeah, if I'm going to be a mm-hmm. journalist, you got to be a little bit not biased, but if I'm telling a story to my best friend or my twin in bed at night, might be a little wild. And mm-hmm. and just the delivering of the information, like we said, like the presenting of it, both a teacher and a storyteller, they have to make the information interesting in order for the other person to learn it. Or they don't have mm-hmm. to, but that is why they are good at being a teacher and a storyteller is because they make the information interesting. But then mm-hmm. existing at the same time is that journalist messenger where it's like, here's the information, here it is. And then it's like, oh yeah, wait, even I didn't witness. get a story. And yeah, well, not right now. I could give it to you in a story or I could just deliver you the information. Both of those abilities exist within me. Yeah, because the Gemini is is about fact. Even if the fact may be swayed by hearsay, it's still fact to them because that's what they were given and they're going to relay that too. And so that's where I think like the witness also plays into that more internal version of the messenger where I observed and I didn't say anything in the moment. I observed what happened and then you put me you know, in court, like think of a literal witness in that sense, you put me in court and I'm going to tell you what I observed and the information that I saw. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Ooh, unpacking Gemini was like good stuff. Fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just like a Gemini. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So cancer would be the next one. This is the fourth sign of the Zodiac. And it is the crab um, and is a water sign, as you would expect of a crab. And it is cardinal. It's ruled by the moon. Yeah. Love, love the crab for cancer because it's got such a hard exterior because it's such a self preserver right cancer really protects itself because it's got that sensitivity like the moon it's got such a sensitivity to it and a softness and a feminine power 
but it makes sure to protect that feminine power so it doesn't get taken advantage of. And then on the inside, this crab is just such a little softy. Yeah. And, and there's like, you know, we'll, we'll get into it too, but with that water element, like there's always, I feel like in the same stereotype that we got into with Gemini and like, Oh, I'm two faced, like with cancer, it's like, I'm a crybaby. That's what I feel like every, mm-hmm. every cancer stereotype is. And it's like this cancer, like this crab is so sensitive on the inside that it has to have this shell on the outside to protect yeah. it. And then, but we forget that crabs have claws, you know, like they can defend and they mm-hmm. do defend. And so it's almost, it's like this balancing of really super soft caring for, you know, my crew energy. Plus, uh, if you come at me, I'm coming at you with my little crab claws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to the archetypes of it that we say it's like the mother, the nurturer, the invisible man, the everyday man, the counselor, healer, feeler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, can we got to get mother out of the way because cancer is totally the mother archetype. And by mother, we don't always mean like the gendered parent, but more just like the one that offers unconditional love or that energy of like the divine mother or the earth mother of being able to just offer up unconditional love despite whatever flaws you may think you have and to just nurture you where you need to be nurtured. And like going in that, you know, what I said about the stereotype that we like give it like unfairly of that crybaby, it's like the mother energy, the nurturer, that's the person that you want to cry to. When you have all Mm. those emotions, the cancer energy never makes you feel like that's too much. It's not, Mm. it's not because that's how they move through everything is in this emotional nurturing way. And so that's why we also give them that that archetype of the mother nurturer because when we need to get our feelings out when we are overwhelmed this is the type of energy that we go to because we know that we're going to be held and supported and not judged through all the things we're feeling yeah they yeah and even example in that sense Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and even think about like the mother in pregnancy like how protected the womb is or how much, how fierce that mama is before even she meets her baby. She's got this like instinct to just protect and to nurture and to keep you safe. And that's that like protective shell, but I got the claws. Like I'm protecting you. Like my body is literally protecting you, but there is that fierce mom energy. You know, if you like come at a pregnant woman, even animal, you know, in any way Mm -hmm. that's like claws are out. Mama bear is Mm -hmm. ready to defend the cubs, you know? So it has that, um, you know, that fits with that crab energy as well. Yeah. I think it's important to say like, yeah, they're not going to fight back unless someone comes at them first too. like the actual crab. You're not seeing a crab, like going, trying to pick fights in the ocean. It's like, but you're like a little guy there. But if someone goes and tries to get at a crab, they will then stand up and they have that intelligence of knowing when it's right and when it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I love that instinct because, or like, the comparison between Aries and Cancer, because they do share being cardinal, which obviously, like we've said a million times, we're going to get into later, but that Aries can pick a fight, even if there hasn't been anybody like actively arguing, you know, like they go on the offense, whereas Cancer is simply defense. If somebody comes at them, then they will defend themselves. And that, I think, plays to the invisible man or the everyman that a, that a Cancer is, that they can hide under the surface or that they'll keep themselves somewhat um, 
almost like wallflower-ish, but not in like a physical sense. Like I don't mean that they're just really average, but that they keep themselves hidden until they want to be seen. Mm. If you think of the moon, it only comes out in the dead of night or like you only really see it at nighttime when most things are hidden, when it's dark out. Yeah. So, and then also hiding behind the shell, like being able to blend in anywhere And I think that's something that I've recognized in a lot of cancer placement people is that they have a tendency to be able to get along with a lot of different kinds of people, a wide variety of people. I totally agree with that. I think cancer energy, like you said, with that wallflower, but not in an invisible way, just in a blending way. I think in general, Mm -hmm. cancer energy, they just get along you know, as a generalizing statement, but also thinking about how we say that it's ruled by the moon, the moon has phases, you know, and sometimes Mm. those uh, emotions and energies and maybe protectiveness or maybe standoffishness are stronger than other times because they are, they do move in those cycles and in those phases because they are ruled by the moon. And sometimes, you know, think about the tides, which is all also controlled by the moon. Sometimes the water's all the way in and then all the way out. There's such a drastic, you know, here I am all the way here. And then here I am all the way back. And then sometimes it doesn't move that much. You know, there it's, it is in motion of the ocean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I was in it. I was in there with you. <laughs> yeah. And then as a counselor, a healer, a feeler, I feel like they kind that kind of blends in or bleeds into that mother nurturer archetype, but it's different because I feel like cancers as counselors or as healers, they, they don't have a separation from what they're healing. You know, they're such empaths and they feel exactly Mm -hmm. what their, uh, I want to say like subject is cancer can feel what their subject is experiencing and give them that unconditional love and nurturing and and offer ways to heal because they have a personal experience of having felt what their subject is feeling. That can really, that is like a counselor makes you, I don't know the, and a healer and a feeler, they make you feel that what you're feeling is, I don't know. It, it, is normal in a way of like, they can connect because of that empathic Mm. way they can connect. It's not, there's no shock factor there in the same way. If you need to cry, you know, there's not like this, Whoa, like you're crying. Suddenly it's like, come here, come in for the hug, you know? And this Mm -hmm. is that, that energy of I've felt this. So we're feeling, we're feeling it together right now. Mm. Yeah. Which is why cancer has to learn when to preserve their own energy or has to learn when to protect themselves and set up set a a barrier between them and everything else yeah 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 yeah. shall we let's do it Mm -hmm. all right next up the fifth sign of the zodiac is leo so leo the glyph or the symbol is the lion and it is our second fire sign and it's a fixed sign um ruled by the sun just thinking about lion i mean i know king king of the king of the the jungle? Uh, the jungle no that's a gorilla <laughs> all right they're in like right? the safari they're like <laughs> in the safari yeah which the lion is such is a ruler it's the it's the like yeah it's the ruler think of lion king literally yeah. that is an archetype for the leo yeah uh 
people listen to them. They are also leaders. People follow them. People trust their instinct because the lion comes from a heart space. The Leo comes from a heart space. Um, And I think there's also an element of survival there too, because lions are leading a pack to survival. I was going to say they take care of the pack. You know, that's why Mm -hmm. all eyes are trained to them because they are the ones taking care of the pack. If we think of just lion Mm -hmm. energy in general, that's why it is that, you know, the Lion King and up there on that rock, we're all looking up at you, you know, Mufasa, and you're taking care of the pack. And that's this, but like you said, coming from the heart space, which we'll get into more, but yeah. Yeah. Lions are so fierce and so protective. And I think that loyalty is a huge thing for Leo here. And like betrayal is not easily forgiven. Yeah. Yeah. Another one of our archetypes on the list is like the protector. And I instantly, we always think of like a male lion, but I Mm. instantly have the imagery of a female lion. And if you Google female lions there or watch a YouTube video, whatever, they're always like laying around in a pack together, taking care of each other, just Mm. lounging together. And they're also the ones who are like, hunting for to take care of the like it's the lionesses who are hunting right they're the hunters Mm of the the group so they make sure that they're providing that goes along with the protecting too where i'm providing for my pack and making sure that we're all taken care of and that's why that loyalty comes in so much with leos in general because it's like we take care of one another and if Mm -hmm. ever anyone were to betray me it's just such a bigger hit because like we we had each other's back you know Mm -hmm. so let me get into the archetypes we've got the king we've got the creator performer expressor clown the protector and the child Yeah. And the king has been an archetype for Leo since the beginning of time, because Leo and the sun are like significators of when there were regularly kings in all established countries. Yeah. Yeah. So Leo also ruling like royalty and um, which is like Leo loving the finer things or loving brand names specifically, like liking the things that are well known. Leo is also like the popular one. Yeah. Yeah. And Leo has this, I mean, like we said, ruled by the sun. Everybody knows the sun. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Everybody knows the sun. It's like everybody knows Leo. And also that spotlight energy. And that doesn't, I mean, we're just thinking like Leo archetype in general, it's the sun. You can't not notice the sun. It's just, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, the sun's not also trying to compete with anything else. It's just here I am as the sun. And of course you notice me. And, and just you doing do. the job. Exactly. And bringing warmth, bringing warmth, mm-hmm. bringing light. Yeah. I yeah. like relating Leo more to the sun than a lion. I maybe just because I don't know so much about lions, but the sun also, uh, Leo gets such a bad rap of like stealing all the light in the room, but it's like, actually, mm-hmm. I want to shine the light on you. It's like such a desire and going back to that heart space, it's like my pack, we all need to survive together. Let's move through this together. So let's shine Mm. light together. Let's sit in the sun together. Uh, Mm. It's not cool if one of us is in the shade and the rest of us are like chilling in the sun, but let's make room for all of us here. Also like the sun, like, you know, that's how things grow. Like, you know, like 
like you said, it's not trying to steal the spotlight. It's trying to shine the light. So, Hey, like I, I am the light. I'm going to shine it on you so that you can be, you know, fed and nourished and grow and shine in this light with me. And yeah. Yeah. The sun gives life. And I love that. Also, we have the expressor, which gives life to a story, which gives life to whatever the performance is. Yeah. Yeah. And I do see like there's and and there's also with Leo, again, with that stereotype, we always have drama. There's always drama when it comes to Leo and some like, you know, of the more unevolved element there could be like seeking the drama just for the drama. But then it's also like the sun in itself is pretty dramatic as an entity, you know? And so Mm. that's just, there is that drama there. But again, with that performer, I mean, the sun is shining on the stage spotlight. Here we are. I'm performing. I am, (laughs) I'm making this whole thing alive. Everybody I'm bringing the light to it. So yeah, I'm I'm putting on a show for all of us to enjoy. Mm -hmm. I also feel like the creator comes from like, okay, well, if I'm creating and if I'm doing something from the heart space, then maybe you will too. And like knowing they are leaders and that people like to watch them it's like okay well let me show you what you can be let's act in a way let's create things that make everything a little bit lighter a little bit brighter Mm. yeah and leo also being fixed you know we're giving it leader which it totally is but it's also a really good follower like if it's given a script if it's given the idea by you know whatever cardinal sign it can follow through and it's going to perform it so that everybody else can see the idea. And it's almost its own form of delegation in a way. Mm-hmm. In that, in that fixedness, like we're giving it our all, like we talked about yeah. before with that Taurus fixed, you know, this we're Leo's going to give it its all. And if it's performing, if it needs to memorize those lines to perform that show, it is doing it. If it's, if its job is to make people laugh, it's going to be the best clown there is. If, you know, its job is like a lion to feed the pack, everybody's going to have enough. You know, they will put their all in. What does it say about planet Earth or about society that like the planet that that gives our planet life rules joy and rules like living from the heart and rules expression? Yeah. That makes that brings me so much joy. Yeah. <laughs> As it should. <laughs> yes. As its job <laughs> suggests. Yeah. And then we talk about the child as an archetype, the child, the inner child, right? Mm-hmm. Leo really talks about what is it that your inner child wants? Often we'll find that like Leos are seeking validation or seeking some sort of external proof that what they're doing is right for them. And so often, you know, like Leo's, uh, can also be pegged as self-centered or self-absorbed that they look at themselves in the mirror they want themselves to look perfect because because a they're in the spotlight yeah uh, and because b they're i feel like leo is on a quest to discover themselves because mm-hmm. if they're constantly performing for everybody else how can they find the truth of who they are yeah yeah that's a great point. And even just that looking in the mirror comment, like I'm going to, I'm going to pump myself up. I need to shine the light on me too. I'm shining the light on everybody mm. else and just shine the light on me. But then also I'm really good at seeing who everybody else is. I need to work on seeing who I am in that same mm. way that there's that reflection part too, you know? Yeah. Mm. And also a child like doesn't have the same sort of, um, 
I don't know, weight on them as far as, you know, we, we get nervous. I mean, I'm not saying like adult Leos aren't nervous to be in the spotlight. I'm just saying like that child Mm -hmm. energy when it's there, it's like everybody, you know, has the ability to do that. But with that child energy there, like, yeah, look at me. I'm, I'm on stage. Hi, mom. Hi, dad. You know, whatever it is. Like I'm on stage. Look at me. There's so much of this excitement in performance instead of a nervous or self. What's the word? Um, yeah. Self-aware. Uh, like they, they lack the self-awareness of the fact that people are perceiving and receiving everything they're doing. They're doing Children, it for them. They're having yeah. fun on the stage. It's the inner child expressing, being mm-hmm. silly. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's yeah. so funny too. Cause I feel like there's such a polarity in, in Leo in the sense that there can be such a seriousness of that King energy and then mm-hmm. such a goofiness with that child energy. It's like, there's a, such a strange dilemma within a Leo of being like, well, which one am I? And just going mm-hmm. back that there can be two truths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Coming from the Leo Gemini. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm feeling attacked. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel attacked. We're boosting. <laughs> the best kind of attack. Also, yeah, Martha said she felt attacked, and we both just laughed. <laughs> yeah, because you know I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Also, with Leo being the expressor and the creator, they're they're an artist as well, right? They if it's not on a stage, it's you know through paint or it's through just their lived experience and showing up. Like often I feel like Leos that I know feel like they're on a stage at all times, even if they're walking into a grocery store. Yes. Yeah, because everyone's looking at us, duh. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like they're also artists going back to what you were saying earlier, Mimi that quest of finding themselves. It's like, okay, where can I find myself an expression? I feel like mm-hmm. often Leos, you'll find they have like a million um, different artistic endeavors because they're like, I don't know which one's right for me. Mm-hmm. Also yep. just going to like the you know, archetype lion, I feel like we have to mention that Leos often were like hair, 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 hair. That's something mm-hmm. that we always notice about Leos. Maybe it's like, a, it doesn't have to be like, you've got the best hair I've ever seen, but it's something that we notice, even if you yes, have a yeah. lack of hair, you know? Yeah. Yes. I, so many Leos are like, but I don't have a lot of hair. It's like, oh yeah, but your hair is real freaking thin or your hair is real short or your hair is whatever really it is something we yeah. notice it or that yeah or that you put thought into your hair you put yes. care into your hair maybe it's not the most wild like out there hair but it's important to you yeah mm. yes for sure yeah. spend one month to pick out a curler <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, shush. <laughs> we're not gonna talk about it <laughs> oh my god I okay, well, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Let's uh, uh, move on into the sixth sign of the zodiac, which will be the last one we'll talk about for this part one, um, which is Virgo. And Virgo is known as the Virgin. It is, it's a glyph. And we talked about this in one of our asteroid episodes. I think, Mimi, you got into. I think it um, was either Lilith or Juno. It was, it was one of them, but one of those. Yeah. <laughs> It's <laughs> there's we'll get into Virgo as far as being very having these very detail oriented and perfectionist tendencies, but we talked a lot about purity in general, mm-hmm. and that's something where I think that we can bring into oh, it's Virgo the Virgin, it's just 
let's keep getting into it, but it's an earth sign. It's a let's talk sign. about virgin hair. We're not talking about sexual acts. We're talking about virgin hair. It is pure hair. It has never had anything done to it. Never been dyed. Okay. That's it. That's the modern Virgo virgin. All right. All right. I have not yes. heard of this term. Leo rising. But I'll go. Yes. <laughs> Coming off that Leo discussion. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> no, but there, there's purity in that, you know, like there mm-hmm. is, it's a very, this is the purest form of something. This is, mm-hmm. so I think that that's more of the mindset to keep thinking of when we're talking about this archetype when it comes to the virgin but we have earth we have mutable and it is also ruled by mercury and so we said back before that gemini Mm -hmm. is ruled by mercury and virgo is the second sign ruled by mercury and so we'll see and we'll get into this with a little bit more of that elemental stuff we'll talk about in the future but you'll see how mercury is expressed differently when it comes to virgo when it is in this earth mutable and these archetypical ways so i don't know with Mm. virgo there is a there is a purity that it's seeking as far as I want things organized this way so that there are clean lines or maybe mm-hmm. not every Virgo has to be organized in that like stereotypical organized way, but there is a a goal for having things in their purity. In their yeah, realm of logic. Yeah. Yeah. A search for a calm in whatever. So if it's like your bedroom, maybe there's floor like clothes all over, but like you put them in certain piles or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like making sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Making sense of something. And like if some Virgo, I feel like is talked about as like the clean freak, right? Like wanting everything to be really clean, really organized, but that can range depending on what kind of Virgo you are, where Virgo is for, for, certain Virgo placements, like cleanliness and organization and just trying to get rid of any sort of extrapolous mess or just trying to trying to get to the core of something and trying to get to the core piece of information because it is that Mercury ruled sign. And it's and- mutable. So it's whatever it is to you, you know, like it, you, mm-hmm. c- you could be the Virgo, the Virgo energy could be that my entire house is spotless or it could be when i am editing this article i have perfectly followed all of the grammatical rules and i have Mm. made sure that everything is as it should be according Mm. to these rules you know it depends on what your rules are but virgo is seeking to always uh you know fulfill that like Mm. inner checklist yeah i think it's also yeah moving into that that virgin energy and that pure energy also going into the physical body mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. for Virgos Absolutely. wanting to take care of their body. And if not, uh, feeling the wrath of that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Virgo is ruled by the gut or by the intestines and by, and like gut health is very, uh, is a signification of Virgo. So like Martha said, like that purity of what you put in your body or your body being a temple, because Virgo is also kind of one that worships, uh, having your body be a temple and having that cleanliness in there. And if it's not up to speed with what you want, then your gut health is going to show. Yeah. And like on that, like health note, the other archetypes that we have are the healer, the servant, caregiver, martyr, the craftsman, and the analyst. So perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think it's interesting because like the servant or the caregiver, I feel like goes with 
purist and perfectionist and like the analyst, Mm -hmm. like, okay, I can analyze what's happening with this person and want to heal it and bring purity towards it. And there's like a lack of excess. There's a lack of excess because of that purity too, where it's like, I'm the servant or the caregiver or the martyr. And going back to that, you know, the virgin hair example, I don't need to spend like the time or money to, to change this thing about me or to maybe adorn myself, whatever it is, because like, I'm thinking of, you know, a caregiver, you know, very practical. There's such a practical nature where it's like, this is functioning well. And the way in Mm. which I'm putting my energy and attention in order to serve others, it doesn't matter at all if my hair is dyed or not. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter uh, if if things are functional and, and I'm able to better, uh, you know, do my job or serve others or, uh, make this thing, analyze this, whatever, then yeah. there is, it's also thinking about my hair can't, I don't need to get my hair dyed. I think if we're like rolling with that example of Virgo would notice like those, the minute that those roots start coming in, it would just be mm. crazy because you'd notice it. And it would be something that you'd be hyper fixating on. Whereas if I'm not it's doing inauthentic. that, yeah. And if I'm not if I'm not have to worry about that, then that's another way in which I check a box without having to, you know, having to worry about it. Yeah. And Virgo doesn't need to show everybody who Virgo is because it Virgo is a vessel, right? And that's where we also get into like the servant as an archetype, which I think could be problematic in its own way, but knowing that Virgo lives to be in service or loves to offer service or be of service to whoever they're giving care to yes they're it's they are the vessel for the service that they're offering yes I feel like a good word to throw it is like humility and they Mm. don't see the humbleness or humility in dyeing their hair bright purple it's like Mm -hmm. that's not very they don't see it like that because Mm. they're removing themselves from the situation to be a caregiver it's not the emotional side it's like the analytical side and just noticing what's happening and doing what needs to be done Mm -hmm. and I think that that's a great example why you know we're going into archetypes any like as it is because this is what Virgo energy is it doesn't mean that if you're a Virgo you might not have bright purple Mm -hmm. hair but it means that this is what Virgo energy is and there's other parts of your chart that might that, that would more lead to tying your hair bright purple, you know? So that's like just a good reminder that each of these archetypes and each of these signs on their own without being associated with people or placements, that is the Virgo energy. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I was going to make the same note because this is, that's such a perfect time to bring up like archetype versus real life experience as a human on planet earth. But that's the really fun thing about astrology is once you get the archetypes done down, then you can start seeing it in other people around you and like pulling it out Mm -hmm. and seeing how it's showing up. Exactly. Going into the craftsman though, I feel like that's a perfect place to, to see where they can be a perfectionist and see that they're very detail oriented because when you take on a craft, there are so many little pieces that go into building something and Virgo being an earth sign, it does like to see the physical efforts it likes to see the tangible results as well yeah they execute Mm -hmm. and and exactly like you said you have to worry about like you have to be detail oriented you have to have perfectionist energy if you're going to be crafting something of quality you know you Mm -hmm. can't you can't skip corners is that is that a thing i don't know you can't like yeah 
<laughs> you can't skip corners. It's like skirt corners or something. I don't know. Yeah, wait. It sounded <laughs> right really to me. in the Martha isms today. <laughs> I know. <I'm, laughs> I kind of like it though. I'm bringing the Martha ism energy today. But you know, you can't you can't cut corners. Is that maybe what it is? Yes. Cut that's corners. It. Yeah. Yes. Okay. 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 We get there. We get there. Um, you can't when you're when you're building something of quality that craftsman energy. That's why we have the perfectionist there. It doesn't mean being a just to be anal. It's like, there's a purpose. There's a service that we're, if I am the one who is doing this service, I'm going to do it of quality and I'm going to do it A through Z because if I mess up M in there, then, you know, N through Z is completely like messed up for the rest of it. I have to make sure that everything is done well. So that is why my attention to detail is so like microscopically zoomed in. Impeccable. Impeccable. Yes. I also feel like Virgo we should throw in the worshiper because Virgo is about devotion and devotion mm. to the purity. And so I think that like worshiping the divine, that's a very pure relationship that you have with whatever deity you believe mm-hmm. in or whatever deity you worship. And that goes back to like serving, you know, the word that you're mm-hmm. right. Like we can mm-hmm. have like that. That's the the way in which we mean the servant, the serving mm-hmm. that higher power, that devotion, whatever you are devoted to being in service to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which plays, yeah, that plays into the whole conversation about Virgo being mutable in that it is shifty or not shifty, but it does shift. It is adaptable, but it's also earth, which means that it doesn't want to have to adapt all of the time. It likes to have some sense of dependability. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, that list that they're following, if the, the list changes, they just need to know that it changed. They will. Mm-hmm. They won't keep doing it the way they've been doing it their whole life. They're able just to just come change. up with a new spreadsheet, baby. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> give them give them the opportunity to make a new spreadsheet. That was good fun. <laughs> oh man. So that's what we kind of mean with that that pure energy and that yeah, service. Yeah. Perfectionist. Well, I hope that was helpful for everybody. I thought this was really fun for us to go through. Yeah, that was fun. It's nice to separate the, you know, oh, I know this Virgo. It's like, no, but what is Virgo energy? What is it? Mm -hmm. Oh, the healer. Oh, I know this cancer. Oh, but it's the nurture, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And to also be able to safely talk about um, some of the more like difficult qualities of these signs, you know, because I feel like if you get, if you step into like an astrology community and you start saying like, oh, well, Virgo, they're such perfectionists. They're so critical. And it's like, it's nice to have a safe space to discuss that there is a tendency or there is the possibility of these energies showing up because we're human. We're not perfect. We all do have negative qualities. We all do have flaws. And this is a way for us to recognize within ourselves what some of those flaws are that we can work on without it being a personal attack. It's almost mm-hmm. like a job description. We gave you the job description of every single one of these signs. And then when you have different planets or like different people, you know, taking on these mm-hmm. job descriptions are going to be expressed differently. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's going to be super uh, overwhelming. Sometimes it's going to be underwhelming. You know, there's a whole different way in which they can be expressed, but here's the job description. And, yeah. and it's nice to separate it from the people or associating, oh, I've got my Mars in Gemini. So this blah, blah, blah. It's just mm-hmm. like, let's just talk about Gemini. Yeah. And this is a great way for, especially if you guys are um, new into astrology or just really starting to dive into it, it's a great way for you to begin to see 
your relationships and accepting people for who they are rather than trying to fit them into a mold or fit them in ways that you can relate to them. Yeah. Explanations. I mean, that's why we're all into astrology anyways. We want to like dive mm-hmm. into ourselves more. We want to explore why we are the why way are we you are. The way you are. Yeah. And then we have so much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then we've got so much more compassion when we're like, oh my gosh, this tendency this person has is yeah. because of this placement, this like yeah. energy. And maybe it's not the same as the way I would do it, but at least I understand why, yes. why they do it that way. Building and compassion we- through astrology. And we plan this perfectly to come out in Aquarius season because we meant to. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we are a one and we are a community. I'm excited to uh, to dive into part two next time and to go through the rest of the signs. But this has been really cool to explore uh, Aries yeah. through Virgo. And we're not going to drop all the socials again. So go back and listen to the beginning of the episode. <laughs> but definitely connect with us. Because that was obviously the best part of the episode was our socials. But yes, please connect with us. Join us on all the things. And we'll be back with more Back to Basics and certainly back with a part two to go over the rest, the second half of the Zodiac, the next six signs. Mm-hmm. So uh, Martha, why did we talk about these archetypes today? Because the stars made us do it. <laughs>